0: Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hello, Raghu. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here. Raghu Kali has written this wonderful book, everyone. You must go get it. We've had people on before talking about customer service and how to... you know, provide that quality customer care as the age of technology grows and it's getting harder to keep that real connection going. Um, Raghu is going to share his insights on how and his perspective on adding uh, real, that real connection and how loyalty and sacrifice kind of play interwinded um, connection with each other. So welcome, Raghu, to Savvy Broadcasting.
1: Thank you for having me, Christina. Thank you very much.
0: You betcha. So what prompted you to write your book?
1: Over the years, I have been working with the Tata conglomerate with several businesses across the world. And we were engaged in looking at the systems view of organization and worked in various capacities. And time and again, I recognize the fact that employees go beyond the call of duty. And they do that because they are passionate about something. I also looked at the stories for war veterans and heroes and all that. We had our own share of doing that. Mm -hmm. When we had the attacks, uh, there were several cases where I was looking at how why do employees really go beyond the call of duty? And the fact that sacrifice is somehow embedded in this. It's elusive. It's not right in the face, but it's there. You do it for your country. You do it for your family. You do it for your clan. You do it for your purpose, the cause. So sacrifice is almost there, but it is unseen in a way.
2: Mm.
1: And then when I look at customers, and then you have the word loyalty being used very liberally around saying, are customers capable of sacrifice? Mm -hmm. Then my colleagues, associates, others said, no, they're not supposed to sacrifice. They are bargain hunters. You don't give them value for money. They don't get it. Mm -hmm. And so this played on my mind for a while. And I came up with this whole construct of uh, there are blind spots and we are not able to see that. And why it is relevant? It's relevant today because with the the progress in digital, there's so much measurement going on. People are able to use AI algorithms to look at facial expressions. And Mm -hmm. I think we know about people more than they know about themselves. Perhaps you're coming to that stage. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: so it's relevant. That if we don't understand or sharpen the basic definitions, then the algorithms and the technology will only be limited to that extent. So I think there's a great opportunity here that we have looked at a surrogate measure of repeat purchase
2: mm-hmm.
1: or customer loyalty. But I think we we have to go beyond this. Mm-hmm. And And this book really touches upon a unified definition of loyalty, which is common to Any segment, any group, Mm -hmm. whether it is war veterans, employees, customers, shareholders, whatever you have. So Mm -hmm. it really goes one level down to redefine or define what loyalty really means. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and you're right. It's thrown about kind of like that word authenticity thrown about and you're like, well, what exactly does it mean? It's kind of lost. It's, it's, it's realness. It's, it's um, kind of the extent of what it really means. What have you defined as far as the deep reality of, Loyalty. It's not just what people think it is. Well, I go into that a little bit.
1: See, there are, uh what I did was when I started to engage with the subject and started to look at it, where is this really going? I had to get a two steps below and look at what loyalty is all about. And in order for me to go ahead and look at how customer loyalty or employee loyalty has to be looked at, what kind of principles drive that behavior, Mm. i had to first go down and redefine or define the parameters of loyalty and i have defined some four axioms of loyalty uh, and the favorite of mine is the axiom of futility you have strong men demanding loyalty and you have seen that through the ages mm-hmm. uh, from you know the several places you have seen that you know mm-hmm. strong men would demand loyalty and so It has, when you define what loyalty is all about, there are four axioms of that. Mm -hmm. And based on those four axioms, then you have a clarity of what loyalty really means and sacrifice is very much embedded in it. I won't go into the four axioms, which is very much there, but from there we moved on and then looked at almost 30 accounts of real life stories, Mm -hmm. which includes, by the way, behavior on customer side Mm -hmm. and the sacrifices customers have made, which is a blind spot for the marketeers to some extent. Yes. Maybe, maybe in some cases they are aware, but they are not. Uh, they are not really taking heed to that. Mm-hmm. In some cases, you are probably because the defining parameters are not on the radar screen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: the sacrifices are getting lost, and so this book really brings that out. It's a very interesting, fascinating book, I guess.
0: No, it is, and, and it's something that really not looked upon deeply. Yes which is very important because here's the deal. I've had, I've worked into, I've gone into company, they've asked me to consult and I see these employees really putting their blood, sweat and tears into their, their position, whatever it is. And at the end of the day, yes, they get a paycheck, but no recognition, no understanding of what their their crew is doing for them to keep their business running. And there's like the disconnect between management, uh, top uh, officers, and the employees. And then that goes off to then the customers feeling like we are not really understood. So it, it breaks down the channels of each
1: each. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. the whole cascading effect that takes place, mm-hmm. and and the whole idea of. Um what is nurturing a work culture really mm-hmm. how do you bring that ecosystem of people feeling that the institution is much more relevant and important than your uh, your own uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: if you look at uh, navy seals for that matter yeah their integrity and their moral compass their vision their purpose i think there are some institutions which are far beyond mm-hmm. and and there's loyalty and sacrifice if you look at these kind of organizations who have stood the test of time it takes you know so the application of this book is not just uh, in the business side but the business side is most visible and of course but it will touch several areas i think i include, think
0: include your personal life
1: oh yeah 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 All the them i don't talk about any of my personal experiences here yeah uh, because, you know, that's another book, perhaps. But, uh, this that's one, coming up soon. Very, very. No, I don't think
0: so. I, I wrote it back. Okay. <laughs> 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 Raku, what's amazing to me and why I think every business owner and every person should pick up your book, Sacrifice and Loyalty, is because um, for, for employees to understand the greater depth of how you can add to your society, to your business, to your community, to the country, wherever it is, that you have something deeper than than just going to a job. Uh, and I think that's go. You, I that's feel. Okay. Because when I talk to people, they say to me, I'm not, you know, I'm not giving recognition. I want more money, but money, as both of us know, is only a very small fraction. You get a little bit of money today. You'll be good for about a month and then you'll start falling off the wagon and not- it needs to be deeper. And that's, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. And then again, this also spreads to loyalty from customers. What I love, and I've gotten this, I worked with this one company had customer from day one, they've been in business 13 years. And then they started to get new customers. This customer didn't order as much as they did in the past. Now they're doing better. They're getting bigger clients. This customers fall by the wayside. They don't pay attention much to them, but they said, hey, I was here from day one. And in my head, like you were thinking, why don't you go to somewhere else where you'd get better quality? But it's kind of like we're, we're, we're creatures of habit. Yes, uh, we worked with these people from day one, but if we're not getting what we need and being provided uh, that quality that we need for our lives to make our lives better, you know, there's nothing wrong with looking elsewhere.
1: Absolutely. But uh, those are, that's a, that's the kind of elasticity that you have. You get used to it and then it's very difficult to break away in a sense.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: coming to market here, what yeah. this book is really going to do is three levels. I think, I think senior leadership, board members and people who are leading their organizations, the thought leadership, which really comes on from boardrooms and CEOs and others, Mm-hmm. Once they understand and absorb this, I think this is a great conversation with the senior leadership of organizations. Yeah. And then comes the people who are engaged in designing uh systems mm-hmm. around how customer measurement happens. I think the whole idea for marketing heads and you know, the consultants around and you know, all of that, all the CRM systems and technology, that is the second tier. But I think that top tier needs to engage and have those conversations and I'm sure thought leaders from the marketing world as well will start participating in that Mm -hmm. and the third one will be the academia I think they are very important partners in this Mm -hmm. and the kind of research that needs to go because for 200 years customers have been enticed to come back for more by giving some goodies or something so repeat purchase is the only major driver which is the Axiom of futility. You can't demand loyalty. So it mm-hmm. it really connects into that axiom of saying that you can't demand loyalty just by giving some, you know, goodies and you know, asking to come back. And so it opens up a very fascinating new discussion. And I've had some conversations with my colleagues and my focus group that I put together, uh, and it was a great focus group. I think Australia, mm-hmm. UK, India, Singapore, Canada, East Coast, West Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few people, so about 12 people, senior members, CEOs and board members and worked with the Fortune 100 companies. They have this conversation and they said, hey, Ragu, you've got something here. I think you should put this out. Yeah. Put out. <laughs> so I was able to bounce up with these uh, senior people around the world and they all said that this is something fantastic.
0: It is. And you mentioned something interesting here. You mentioned the goodies yeah, that the customer oh, throw them some goodies. They'll be loyal. And the, as we both know, that's not going to make not. a loyal customers. People yeah. give me free things and the quality care. I don't feel they're in it for me. They don't really feel that caring, that sense of real service that you talked about in your book.
1: You know, the mom and pop stores didn't uh-huh. need a CRM system back in the day. Mm-hmm. They just knew that business was about connecting with people and connecting at the human level. Somewhere we have lost that humanity of connecting with people from the genuine heart. Yeah. That is missing. And because the clutter of processes, the systems, the technology, and you know, measurement, wrong stuff that sometimes the dangerous part I find is that there is measurement for the sake of measurement because you're going to get your bonuses based on that. So you're going to chase those numbers, fill those forms, make mm-hmm. it happen. Mm-hmm. I think this has been the case for last 200 years, this has evolved in a way that we are looking at surrogate measure as repeat purchase. And this is a departure from what we have known and adhered to as far as the customer loyalty is concerned. Mm -hmm. We're going to break or hoping to break the trajectory of what we've done for 200 years.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because what's really pro- being lost is that human spirit. And interesting, when you mentioned goodies, I-, I recall a number of the big businesses I work with in Manhattan are bringing to their employees a lot of these fun goodies or-, or extra bonuses, like we'll have free lunch on Wednesdays or this, you know, a little perk here, a little perk there, food in the kitchen. But when I talk to the employees of a lot of these businesses, they're still not feeling cared for. That general sense of, I really, really care about you. So that's why. I, when you mentioned the goodie thing I like that you bring that up because it's not just about throwing stuff at your customers or employees it's got to come from the right heart space
1: yeah. yeah I think one of my senior directors from the Tata conglomerate that I worked for in the 60s he made this I think statement that we have to treat customers with affection I've never heard that kind of a term club together and he was the head of an automotive company
2: mm-hmm.
1: and. Uh, I think I, I think there is sensibilities in some some quadrants somewhere people think about it and you know. Do that. I was really thrilled when uh, Dr. Edward debono, who's, who's uh, the guru of lateral thinking, agreed to write the preface to my book because he could see what I, where I'm going, and looking at the four-page note, I think he he was very much, and Mr. Ratan Tata also wrote the foreword if you have looked at it. The so two yeah. luminaries and my first book, and I was very happy that, yes, uh, there is something that has been put out. I thought about this for about seven, eight to ten years, I guess, in my mind. Wow. I wrote a paper and then I talked about it here and there, but I think it had to come up as a book, so I did it.
0: Oh, that's something, you know, that, that comes about a lot for the businesses that have come on the show. They'll have this idea to bring benefit or service to the world and it'll be rattling in their head for years until finally it comes out in a in a work and you're in your case a book in other cases a business idea um but this is fabulous i don't want people to leave without finding out how they can get a copy of your book today add it to their their business and how can they do that
1: amazon Mm -hmm. and apple i think uh, it's available on amazon as we speak Mm -hmm. uh, as a printed copy in the us and i'm told that the worldwide Part of the printed copies will be in about a few weeks. Mm-hmm. But the uh, ebooks are already available on Amazon uh, starting now.
0: Yeah. And do you have a uh, audio version yet or not?
1: Audio version, we're working on this. And audio version should also be out in about a week or 10 days. And there's some people also saying that we have to get some translations in some other languages as well. We will look at it next year.
0: That's great. That's great because so many of my business owner uh, out there are like, I'm too busy. I can't read. Well, no, no worries. In 10 days, you can go get your audio copy so you can listen to it <laughs> on your run in the morning.
1: <laughs> Audiobooks, ebooks, and printed versions because some people really like the old-fashioned printed Yeah, I-,
0: I do personally. I like the <laughs> feel it in my hands. Well, thank you so much. Raku, I'm really grateful for you coming to share your great wisdom today on Savvy Broadcasting Life on Twitter. Thank
1: you very much and all the very best. Have a nice week.